the important thing about academies is that we're exposing kids to things that they don't know about. Um, and it's hard to get excited about something that you don't know about. And so um, I think the other really great thing about the way we're doing academies is that we're not asking a 15 year old to choose their career for the rest of their life. We're saying, what are you interested in right now? Let's put you in that pathway so that you can get this deeper learning in that interest area. Welcome to the 205 Vibe Podcast. And I'm, I'm kind of calling these the the remote or the quarantine podcast or the kind of the, um, you know, whatever description you want to give it. But I am super excited that we are able to continue to bring you uh, the show and bring you the content. And really, the show is all about the wonderful people who take the time to come in and talk to us. And as usual, I am super excited today because I have four not only just outstanding individuals, um, they're good people, but they really do a great job for our school district and in working with our students. And so very happy to have them all here with me today. Um, you know, Chris McGee, Bridget France, Jordan Lynn, and Katie Hahn. Hello, how are you guys doing? Hey, Earl. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I'm going to start out with, um, you know, we, you know, I could, I could go in so many different directions, but we're kind of, we're going to talk about just kind of where you all focus your work on, particularly around high school academies, and so we'll, we'll kind of start there. You know, I remember, I don't know if you all know, I was kind of one of the fir- very first signers on of Alignment Rockford. I was there with Lori Priest when it started and John Anderson, and I was like one of the first signers. And so I've been on, you know, the meetings and I just remember all the conversations early on about uh, first about charter schools and then we went into high school academies and um, what what a journey it's been. Um, I want to start with you, Chris, because, um, you know, an educator who's kind of been, you know, you've been there on the front lines from the beginning and, um, I just kind of want to get your sense and your take just initially about, you know, since we've implemented academies and, and I know how much you care about the work and the students you work with, what what has been like the big benefit for our kids just from your lens, right? What's been like, just like the big thing that you think uh, academies has, has done for our, our students? Well, I think the... Um one of the important things is that our students have an opportunity to now have dialogues about what's after high school with more people in their lives. You know, uh, some kids go home and they have those conversations around dinner tables. Um, Some kids go home and their parents are working. And so their dinner table doesn't have that conversation. And so I think by expanding this to more of the people in our students' lives having those kind of similar conversations. It's given our kids more resources to pull from. Um, We certainly have loved bringing in our community members to be partners in this. Um, It takes, it truly takes a village and we're excited that Rockford is, is joining the Rockford Public Schools um, and becoming part of that village. And probably um, one of the exciting things for me is twofold. One is hearing community members say, boy, I really wish we would have had this when I was in high school. Um, And then the other is seeing and hearing the passion that our community members have in investing in our our kids and their futures. That's awesome. And that's a, you know, that's a great segue. Uh, I I like what you said about having those 
conversations around the table. You know, Bridget, as you know, you and I, we've talked a lot about marketing and branding academies. And a lot of it is about uh, kids kind of telling the story themselves, right, to, to about what what the learning is like. So, so Bridget, I just want to ask you, so as someone who you kind of worked on both sides, right, you've, you know, You've led, you know, been a director with uh, with uh, Alignment Rockford, now working for the school district. Just right out the gate, what would you say with some of the kind of the big accomplishments as you see them? And what are some of the areas that you still um, are working on to currently improve uh, uh, as it relates to high school academies? Well, I think that we have had um, a lot of wins over the last, you know, five or six years. And it really, you know, shout out to Dave Carson and his team for getting Academy started and obviously Lori Priest and, and the team at Alignment Rockford too. Um, you know, we've done a great job putting the structure in place and getting kids cohorted into smaller learning communities um, to really make sure that every student feels that they have a place where they belong. And I think we've done a great job of getting the community engaged as well. Like Chris said, we have a lot of community members that are very involved and provide a lot of, of their time, talent, and treasure to support our students. Uh, I think one of the areas that we still have a need for is really ensuring that all students are learning in the context of their academy. So we know that students learn better when they're interested in the topic, right? Like we all put things off that we don't like to do and we do the things we like to do first. Um, but what we haven't gotten to um, really with Fidelity yet is taking those core classes, so math, science, social studies, English, and making sure that students who are in the business academy are learning about business themes in those core content areas. And that's a heavy lift, and we still have a ways to go. But um, we've we've gotten gotten a lot accomplished in the last um, few years since I've been at the district and with this great team, some of which are on the call here. Um, one of the biggest um, accomplishments I'm really proud of is the work that Jordan is doing um, with our special ed students, and her position is the first of its kind in the nation. Um, so Jordan is uh, an academy coach that focuses on our students with special needs, and um, she floats between all five high schools. So our academy coaches are um, typically attached to a high school, um, whereas they're, they're home school and they focus their work. But Jordan focuses on all high school students in the district. And, you know, we had in the past students that hadn't been out of the building in years on any kind of work-based learning experience. And Jordan has really, um, really changed the game for those students. And um, Mel Gilfillan, who's now our REA president, was, was um, in that position last year. But um, and he did a great job, you know, laying the groundwork. But Jordan has made a lot of a lot of strides in that. And, and um, I'm really excited to have her. So I thought that would be a good segue into that. You are reading my mind, Bridget. <laughs> That's why I love doing podcasts with smart people. So let's just we're just going to let's just go right into that. Uh, so Jordan is here. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about um, 
you know, just one of the unique things about a public education, right, is the fact that we're able to be flexible enough and kind of tailor. And, and we don't we don't leave people out. Right. That's the important thing. So working with those those students, Jordan, uh, not leaving them out, making sure they have access to the same opportunities is just one of the great things about, you know, a public a public system. So tell us, Jordan, hello, uh, just about what that work is like for you and um you know, what's, what's unique about being able to try to try to, you know, get, get, provide some of those same experiences for the students, the population that you work with? Right. I think um, in general, I, I think a lot of people out in the community have this stigma um, that those with disabilities aren't capable of maintaining or holding down a job or successfully bringing in an income. And I think that's what I love about this position is that we can change that persona and get people to realize that these students with disabilities are just as much capable as the rest of them. It might look a little bit different, but um, they're definitely capable. And so going out there and kind of developing these partnerships with those um, different businesses out in the community has been a lot of fun because we have actually seen a lot of our students in our transition program, the 18 to 21 year olds, they are getting hired um, and they're being successful in the workforce. Um, and that ultimately is our goal is to, you know, help them develop those job readiness skills so that they can be successful once they age out of our program. So um, we've been doing a lot of different things with our special ed programs in in regards to getting them those job related skills um, in place. No, that's fantastic. Uh, again, uh, folks, you are listening to the 205 Vibe podcast with Earl Dotson Jr., your host. And again, I am with Jordan Lynn, Katie Hahn, Bridget French, and Chris McGee. And again, uh, super excited to have them on with us. I want to just transition it with Katie really quick. Uh, Katie, before we kind of left, um, uh, you know, pre-quarantine, uh, uh, the superintendent and I were visiting Auburn High School, I believe. And I will not forget um, the teacher who uh, was raving about you, uh, just just giving you major shout outs about the work you were doing at, at Auburn with the kids and with those students and uh, some of the things you were planning for them. And they, she was just they were super excited. So I just wanted to just, uh, you, know, you know, just ask you about, you know, I, I know you were really, you know, you really were um, passionate about that work. Um, talk about now just some of the things you're thinking about uh, as we talk about going back to school, uh, going back to work and some of those things that you were planning and had planned. What are you thinking about now? How that, How is that going to look different for you and the work you're going to be doing? Thank you. Um, yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say it doesn't feel like work. It is such a joy to have this position where we're providing these amazing experiences for our students. So it's not, I appreciated that um, praise at that meeting, but it is, it's not work. It is truly fun. Um, and so one thing, you know, I came from Alignment Rockford as well prior to this, and I had always heard how busy our teachers were and how much was on their plate. And, and in the back of my head, I was probably like, yeah, 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 we're all busy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not till you're actually in the educational system do you realize that there is no time for anything and everyone is constantly in motion and movement. And so um, I think our uh, really brilliant Heidi Dotman has said it best when she said when there's a disruption in a system, 
it gives you an opportunity. And so for me, that opportunity has been the chance to actually sit back and really, really plan for next year. And so um, I've been able to really look at all of our benchmarks that we were able to accomplish, but then also look at the, the many gaps that we still have. Um, for instance, our sophomore site visits, you know, we did a lot of awesome site visits, but we're nowhere near uh, where we need to be at. Um, and then looking at the structures of our academy teams and how we can be more efficient and work together more as teams. We still have a lot of work to go in spreading the awareness of what the academies really are. And so um, I'm just really looking forward to next year to being more intentional about our experiences, not just, hey, let's go here this day and let's go here that day, but let's align it to curriculum. Let's make sure it's really relevant for our students and in alignment with what they're learning. So... Awesome. Awesome. You know, uh, you know, that's that makes so much sense. Right. It's uh, it's the quality of those experiences. Chris, one of the things that I've noticed is um, just my time in kind of observing uh, academies and academy coaches and the work they do. You know, I always say we're, we're in the people business. And so the quality of the people, act, you know, they, it really matters. Right. And I'm just curious from your view, right, giving us a peek inside the, the, the school. Um, how important is that team, right? That 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 leader, that a cap, that coach, and then the team they put around them, and how they interact with the students. Um, you know, how much weight would you put on just building a good team and having people um, who kids uh, kind of gravitate to or interact with well? Um, what what is that part like? Right. So the, you know, we're in the business of relationships, right? Um, the stronger relationship you can build, whether it's with um, your fellow adults, team members, or whether it's with students, um, the more you get out of it. And so I think, um, you know, it's important that as teams, we keep it focused on our kids, but it's also important that we like to work together. And I think um, we're, we're really developing those teams where um, teachers are coming together and they're having fun with each other and they're having fun with kids and kids are knowing now that they have more than just a classroom teacher to reach out to. Um, I'm sure all of us can has a, have a plethora of stories about kids who um, you don't really know, but they stop you and say, "Hey, I think you can help me." And then they, you know, they ask you for something. And um, those are those joyous times, right? When you can dig in and you see a kid who's really passionate about something, um, and you can work towards getting them. Um, an internship, or you can get them a, a job shadow. Um, and so I think our goal is certainly to provide, to scale that, to provide those opportunities for more and more and more kids. Um, so kids, when they walk into our schools, they know that they have this team of people, both their peers and the adults in the building, really helping them figure out what's next for them. Mm -hmm. You know, Bridget, you and I have worked extensively at just really trying to you know, communicate the concept of pathways, academies, and just kind of what it means for, you know, the, the prospect of graduating for our students. Um, I'm curious, just uh, what your thoughts on what, how to moving that work forward, right? Um, kind of really trying to explain, you know, what is the value proposition, right, of academies? Um, you know, what, what is what is the challenge of that and trying to explain that to some of those core audiences, whether it's still out of our teachers, families, our students, sometimes members of the community? Um, 
you know, kind of what, what's, uh, what are some of the challenges of, of that work and really trying to explain why it's important and why it matters? So I think that we, and, and a big credit to your team, have done a great job of communicating the value proposition to our external audiences. So I would say that our community has a really good idea of the benefit of academies to our schools and how the relevance of connecting to the workforce drives talent pipeline development. Where I think the challenge is, is actually our internal communications and communicating to our school teams that academies is the way we do high school. It's not something extra that you have to do because this is something that Bridget French or Dr. Jarrett want you to do on top of everything you already have to do. Um, it's because this is what's best for kids and because communities that have school districts that do academies with fidelity see high student achievement and see those students coming back to their communities after post-secondary and wanting to live, work, and, and stay and play there. And so I, I think that that's the challenge really is, is our internal teams and ensuring that um, not just that we're, we're communicating that academies is the way we do high school, but that in our work, we're building it that way. So, um, you know, when we're talking about embedding academy themes into an English curriculum, um, we're making sure that teachers have all the resources that they need that are easily accessible. Um, so it doesn't just feel like we're giving them something else to do. Sure, so that sure. when we say it, they know that, um, you know, it's something that will be supported. Awesome. Um, Jordan, you know, again, uh, that work that you do, I, I have, uh, you know, I've done some of that work in the past myself. You know, I was a job coach one time for special needs students and uh, I've worked in the, you know, the, the SILA program and work with those folks as well. And so I'm well aware of that. There are opportunities for, you know, our special needs citizens. Um, what, what is that like? What, what are some of those opportunities? Uh, if you could just take us inside that world as you're trying to provide those experiences um, what are your conversations like with uh, members of the business community uh, in terms of, you know, kind of providing, making sure those opportunities are available for those students? I, there's so many different areas of special ed. Um, it's, it's kind of hard in regards to that. So I've found myself this past year kind of focusing in on um, our plus students, which are students with cognitive impairments. I feel like a lot of times that is the area of special ed that gets left out the most um, due to them functioning at more of an elementary level. Um, and that sometimes is hard to find them employment where um, they require more uh, entry level types of job skills that are one to two steps repetitive in nature. Um, so a lot of times those conversations with businesses um, entail, it might not be a typical job within their facility, but getting them to kind of think outside of the box and think of what is there within your, your um, building that our students could do, whether it's janitorial work, um, whether it's hospitality, greeting customers. Um, and, you know, we're very thankful for the, the businesses that have jumped on board. We have um, State Line Church, um, the Northern Illinois Food Pantry, uh, the YMCA, Goodwill, um, just a number of businesses that were all for it and, and all on board and accepted our kids with, 
welcome arms. And the goal is to keep expanding that. And I think the more that these businesses see um, what a great asset these kids are to their business and how hard of workers they are, they are some of, honestly, they are some of the hardest workers you will find, which I think a lot of people don't even realize. Um, so kind of just building um, that persona that these students are capable of so much more than we give them credit for. Um, I think we'll get a lot more businesses within our community jumping on board um, in regards to providing more opportunities. Awesome. Katie, as, as we kind of come back from kind of a post-COVID world, if there's one person who's going to make people feel at ease or who can sell ice to an Eskimo, if, it's, if, if somebody's going to make us feel good and encourage us, I can't think of anyone better than you kind of on the front line of that work. Who, who's like you could you could you could pull it off. Right. You could you are, you could make whether it's the business folks feel comfortable, the kids, you know, putting them at ease. So I'm just curious, like, you know, what what are your conversations going to be like as people try to work through social distancing and who might be a little bit apprehensive, you know, about, um, you know, because, you know, we're social people, right? That's how we kind of do life together. But just if there's anyone that I can think of who's going to be great at helping with that is, is you. So have you been thinking about just what are some of those conversations going to be like and, and how are you going to do some of that? Well, thank you, Earl, but apparently you have not been around for my at-home schooling with my three-and-a-half-year-old because <laughs> not that positive. Um, no, uh, uh, I think just I think we all are just going to need to take a breath and do what we can and just support one another, and that means students, too. This has been such a, um, a huge weight on all of us. You know, a lot of our students already have a lot of social emotional needs. And I think what's going to be key to learning is going to be embracing them and, and supporting them and, and us as well, teachers as well, no matter what it looks like. Uh, we just need to support one another, take a breath. Uh, once we are healthy emotionally, then we are able to learn. And so uh, just being a cheerleader for one another, really, I mean, I'm also scared about what it's going to look like. I'm living in total denial that, you know, we're going to remote learn at all in the fall. Sure. So I may sure. need to help myself. <laughs> I think we're all going to be here for you. Chris, 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 I want to, I'm going to direct this question to you, but anybody else who might want to weigh in on this, Bridget or Katie, but uh, one of the things that I, you know, have experienced and just been being here for a while and talking to some of the more se senior members of our community one of the things that I still get, and anybody who wants to jump in on this, is, man, I, you know, I just remember, uh, you know, the, the the good old days of Votech, and you guys just don't do Votech anymore, and man, I wish you guys would go back to that, and you know, kids, they could get a little money, and you know, they could learn how to run a machine, and you know, this is a manufacturing town. What are you guys doing over there? Uh, yeah, I hope you like my impressions. Uh, but, 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 you know, I, and I know some of you have also experienced that trying to explain that academies is kind of our version of that. So, so I, Chris, I guess, you know, you know, what, what, what do, what do you, what do you tell people who always, you know, just don't get that part of the work, this Votech idea? Uh, and, and so what, what are we missing? How, how can, you know, how can we get certain folks and even in our employer, you know, our, our business folks to to understand that this is our version of that and what 
and and how it's you know an, an enhanced version of that. Sure, and I I think um you know I've been in education for a really long time and pendulum swing in education right and so when I started my teaching career. Um, a really long time ago, we were in that mode of everyone's going to college. Everyone has to go to college. Um, the pendulum, I, I think it's very good that the pendulum has started to swing the other way because we know college is so expensive. And there are great careers out there that require maybe college, maybe some college, maybe no college, maybe some technical training. Um, and I think that's the, the benefit of academies is because we expose kids to all of it. Right. So we have students in our engineering program that are on that, quote unquote, college track who are also taking our fabrication class and are, are going right to work at a Woodward or a, um, a UTAS and working their way up from the shop floor. Right. And so I think the important thing about academies is that we're exposing kids to things that they don't know about. Um, and it's hard to get excited about something that you don't know about. And so. Um, I think the other really great thing about the way we're doing academies is that we're not asking a 15-year-old to choose their career for the rest of their life. We're saying, what are you interested in right now? Let's put you in that pathway so that you can get this deeper learning in that interest area. But by all means, take medical terminology if you think you're interested in something in the medical field or take crime scene investigation because you think that's a cool class. Um, and so we have kind of this buffet, this taster's menu for our kids to explore um, so that they can make those choices now instead of getting into debt, going to college or a training program that they find out halfway through they didn't like, and now they're saddled with debt and no degree or no certification. Um, and so I think it's excited that we've created kind of this hybrid of the, the old worlds of having to make a, a binary choice between voc ed or college, right? We, we know that our kids need post-secondary education. Um, and we're giving them a lot of options to try on so that they can make the best decision when they leave us. Awesome. Fantastic. You know, Bridget, I know uh, you again, uh, just again, just drawing and Katie, you mentioned it as well. Just just drawing on both of your uh, experiences and time with Alignment Rockford. Uh, I can't help but think about, again, just the path forward. Right. Just and some of the things that you guys worked really hard on, whether it's some of the great relationships you helped establish. Obviously, my favorite event is the Academy Expo. Uh, and I'm just thinking about, you know, what are your thoughts around how, what, you know, what is that going to look like? Is there any, is, are we going to be able to replicate that? Uh, and then, you know, the work, the Erickson work also moving forward. Um, just, I'm just, just curious your thoughts on some of those, because everyone's thinking about that. Some of the things that we've built and just how are we going to think differently about those so that we can, to whatever degree we can provide some of those same experiences. Have you thought at all about that and kind of what might be the pathway forward? Do you mean uh, virtually or just in general? Yeah, is it virtual? Is it, um, you know, is it, um, you know, how, how uh, just the re-engagement of the business community? Um, I'm just curious about, again, just your thoughts on what, 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 what could that be? Well, I think that, you know, Katie mentioned earlier that this has provided us an opportunity in, you know, 
the the quarantine and some of the not so great things that have come with it. What has also come of it is the opportunity to plan and engage the community in different ways. And we have been um, really inundated with requests from community members to engage our students virtually. And so I would say that the community is ready. We need to figure out how to strategically align the community to our students' needs in order to make sure that we are getting all students these opportunities, um, not just students that have you know, the means or the social capital to engage. And so that will be our challenge as a school district is you know, how do we provide virtual opportunities for all students. Um, and, you know, I think as a district, we've done a great job of getting devices out to families that have, have a need for them. Um, but, you know, when we talk about things like the Academy Expo, I mean, I hope that that's something that, you know, never goes away. And I don't think we have any intention of it going away. But um, one of the greatest outcomes of that is it really gives um, the community the, one of the first opportunities to engage with our students and whatever um, preconceived notions we might have in our heads of, of who our students are um, or how they might behave, um, our goal is to um, give them the most positive experiences possible so that we can expand their community engagement. So we've been working on, you know, Katie talked about making sure all students have a site visit um, but we really want to expand on our job shadows. We want to move into more apprenticeships and launch internships and really make sure that when students are graduating, they have, um, you know, to what Chris said too, a really good idea of what they're interested in. Maybe they won't know what they want to do for the rest of their lives, and that's okay. But I think one of the great things of, of academies is that it helps students understand what they don't like. And I think a lot of us who changed our majors in college really appreciate that. Awesome. Katie, you, you know, you've, um, you know, it's now that you're in the, this kind of school environment. Um, one of, one of the selling points was, uh, we talked about smaller learning communities. Um, what, what's been your experience as you kind of, you know, go, go around the school, do you, do you do you see that happening in in the building that you're in where smaller you know where as they get into their pathways and do you think kids value that is it is it easier from a learning and teaching uh, kind of aspect absolutely um in a traditional environment years back i mean you had hundreds of students as one teacher you had hundreds and hundreds and you probably if it were me i wouldn't know all their names and <laughs> Now you have groups of teachers discussing the same students on a weekly basis. Um, those who who really have specific needs were able to embrace um, their unique needs, whereas they could have been lost in the shuffle in a traditional model. And so now we have systems in place where we're looking at interventions in a systemic manner. We're able to provide those structures for students, again, based on their unique needs, which I don't think you could have in a, in a school system our size without these smaller learning communities. And then that also comes with, we celebrate our students more. We see the good things they're doing more. We have more assemblies. We have more pride in our academy. And so, yeah, I mean, there's just endless benefit to the smaller learning communities. Awesome. Awesome. Jordan, just going back to your work, um, you know, as, you, as you've traveled around high schools, 
and as you try to, as you engage um, the student population that you work with, what what is that like? You know, when you um, as you're as you're um, you know as you're working with those those students, what is it like for them? What's been your experience? It has to be a great experience when they um, when you you're able to you know when they feel valued, right, and they feel that they are. Uh, a part of something like everyone else. Um, what's that work like for you? Uh, how, how rewarding is that? And, you know, just how do you, how do you set that up in those conversations? How do you go about that? You know, everyone deserves to have that, that feeling of um, having a purpose. And so, you know, I think one of the coolest things is our transition program. We are leaps and bounds ahead of many school districts when it comes to that. So, you know, you have our students who go the traditional four years and then any student with an individualized education plan, uh, they can continue on until their 22nd birthday. So if they choose to, you know, pursue um, continuing on with us, they would then move on to our transition program, which is housed out at Page Park. So these are our 18 to 21 year olds. And what I I worked out there um, before I took this position and we have something called the PAYS Lab out there. It stands for Practical Exploration. Um, I'm sorry, Practical Assessment Exploration Systems. And so it kind of aligns with the academies in the sense of there are several different work areas. They have like computer technology, construction, processing production, consumer service. And within each area, um, they have a multitude of different, of different jobs. And so we kind of transform the classroom into a simulated work environment. And so the students come in, they clock in, they grab their task. The teacher becomes like the employer and the student becomes the employee. And we just teach them those soft skills, um, how to conduct themselves in the work environment. And what's really cool about this is that we keep track in their binders um, of how many times they've attempted each task, their quality of the work, their productivity rate, um, whether or not that specific task interests them. And then when we put all that information into the system, it, it gives us all this data on where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, what um, specific job is more tailored for them based on their interests too. So then we use that information to kind of place them at a job site out in the community. So um, I think our overall goal is to, with our special needs students, just as much as the rest of the students, is to find out what really is of interest to them and what areas going to be, where are they going to be the most successful? And so wherever, you know, that falls, they're obviously going to enjoy themselves more. Um, you know, with any job, you're going to enjoy what you do um, if it's something that's of interest to you. So. Awesome. Um, that's awesome. what I really love about our transition program. Fantastic. You know, one of the things I just, when I just heard you say soft skills, I was just in a, a meeting earlier today with the family community engagement team. And, you know, we, one of the programs we love is our student ambassador program. And one of the soft skills that I hope that doesn't go away is the good old firm handshake and look at someone in the eye. Remember that used to be a thing. And now it's like, Oh, don't touch me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, soft skills, Chris, I have an educator question for you. So I, I'm, I'm just one who believes that, um, tests, tests, they do not tell the whole story, right? 
standardized tests do not tell the whole story of how well someone is educated. Um, there are certain people who feel very strongly about that. Um, Bridget and I hear a lot of it, um, particularly when we attend board meetings. And I'm sure all of us has heard some version of that. But just just I'm curious, Chris, what do you say to people who say, hey, you know, how long we've been doing this high school academy thing, right? Seven, eight, nine years now. Uh, you guys, you know, made all these promises. I also went to Nashville and you guys said that this was going to do this and do that. And our graduation rate is still what it is. What, what, what? Come on. Come on. What educators? What's the problem? Why isn't our graduation rate going up? What's the problem? I thought these high school academies were going to be the panacea, right? They're supposed to be the, this is supposed to be the thing. How do you answer that? I couldn't help it. I just, so, I, I, I know you have a good answer. That's that. okay. That's okay. Because I too believe that our kids are more than a test score, right? I mean, that's yes. a number that gets assigned to them. That is just one data point. Um, I think probably um, what I would encourage those people to do is to come out to um, our house dedication at our habitat house and see the pride that our kids have as they walk community members and their families through the house and they say like, I laid that tile, I hung those cabinets, right? Um, my, my hope is that one day soon, we can get our English teachers and our, our science teachers and our math teachers and our social studies teachers and the production academy out to work at the Habitat House one day with the kids, right? Because that kid who might not do very well on their Shakespeare test, probably lays tile a lot better than you the English teacher can um, and, and I think there's value in both of those skills right and and one skill is not more or less important than the other it's just about finding the skill that our students can excel at and really flourishing that and um, making sure that everybody knows it's okay to be good at some things and okay to not be good at some things and the great thing about choosing a career is you get to choose a career that you're good at, right? And so us helping kids figure out what they're good at is what Academies is all about. Um, as far as the graduation rates, I think Bridget kind of addressed that. You know, as we get better at teaching through the lens of what our kids are interested in, I think we'll start to see kids have better English scores and better math scores and things like that. Awesome. You guys are great. See, I could just see, I, I, I mean, I, I usually don't talk to Mr. Producer, you know, Connor, I always give you a shout out, even though you're, you're kind of behind the scenes. And I just really want to ask you how we're doing on time, but I'm gonna keep going, Mr. Producer, because I could talk to this group like all day. Um, but anybody can answer this question. I, I'm, you know, I, and we're, and we're getting to the end here, but one of the things that again, just in my role, um, you know, spending a lot of time with community members, Bridget, I know you as well, Katie, we spend a lot of time with those folks. Um, you know, I've heard people from Radex say this, the chamber say this, and Chris, anybody else can jump in on this question, but I just get so, it just is when I hear the, 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 the employers say, man, we, you know, we just can't find anybody where, come on, our 205, where, where's our workforce at? I mean, that's our number one thing we hear from the business community is we need a workforce. What are you guys doing over there? And so, you know, we all spend a lot of time kind of, you know, having that conversation. And so anybody wants to just jump in, like, 
I mean, would you say, you know, for the business community folks who are going to hear this and listen to this, um, you know, are we are we meeting their needs um, or is it more about uh, kind of what Chris and Bridget have already said, and Katie as well, just in, in Jordan to, to an extent, this idea of we have to kind of, you know, it's about what kids may not want to do or we have to, you know, work to their strengths. So how would you answer that question to the business community about you know, we can't, you guys, aren't, we don't, we can't find the employees that we need for today's workforce. I would say come volunteer in the school because we do have a ton of really engaged uh, partners who do a great deal of hiring in the community. And those that are involved in the school have never left saying that was a bad experience. Majority of the time they say, let those students I interacted with today leave me, a, leave, I'll be their reference. Or I want to get that kid when he graduates. And so I would just challenge those that have that perception. If you haven't been in the schools, come, we'll take you, we'll change your mind. <laughs> awesome. I saw you unmute your mic as well, Bridget. Yeah, I was just going to say from a, you know, a district level, you know, Reed Jutris, our director of CTE, and I are, are always looking at how do our pathways align to workforce demand. And we are constantly addressing that um, through paring down pathways that maybe don't meet a local demand and looking at expanding to include new pathways. I mean, for example, with a casino coming to Rockford and a new hotel being built, is a hospitality pathway something our district needs and can support locally? Um, so academies is a long-term solution. It's not a short fix. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, Kate, to, to Katie's point, employers that say that, I would say get engaged because the kids that you form a relationship with um, could be your next employee. Absolutely. So as we wind out, just a few more questions. And we're just going to go around Robin here. And just I'm going to start with you, Jordan. Um is there anything, you know, for students who will listen to this and families that you want to say to those students who uh, are graduating and, um, you know, are, again, under these circumstances and their lives have been kind of disrupted? Uh, anything you want to share with them about, you know, this this time that we're living in currently? It's obviously, you know, unfortunate, of course. You know, we started the school year off with a virus and here we are ending it with a virus. Um <laughs> So it's been a crazy year, but, you know, you have to have hope that, you know, obviously this is not going to be something that lasts forever and you just kind of have to roll with the punches and and make whatever we're handed a positive situation. And I look at it as hopefully it's brought us all a lot closer. And, you know, I, I see all the time teachers are sending me texts and pictures of, you know, their students, you know, zooming in with them. And I, I think, you know, there's something to be learned even through these Zoom sessions. You know, it's a different way of learning, but, um, you know, they're practicing different skills as far as, you know, those soft skills that we're talking about. Hey, they're, they're having to log in and make eye contact and hold conversations through different means. And, you know, the reality is we live in a technology-based world and this could be the future. Um, a lot sure. of jobs entail, um, you know, working virtually. So, um, you know, there's positive to come from everything. And um, of course, we miss our students and and wish we could have properly, you know, said goodbye to them. But um, it is what it is. And you just kind of have to make the best of the situation. 
Awesome. Thank you for that. Katie, anything you want to say uh, to, to the, your, the, your colleagues or the, those students? Uh, um. Yeah. To our students, you made it. You did it in one of the most challenging years ever. So please be proud of that. And um, for someone who is also struggling through a global pandemic, I am so excited that you are leading our future and um, congratulations. And I can't wait to see what you all do. So hang that in there. We're in this together. Awesome. Chris. So we know that uh, resiliency builds strength. And this is certainly a time for um, everyone to be resilient. And um, we know that our kids that have gone through this process are going to be developing new skills. Um, hopefully this is a time for them to also use some of this downtime to reflect on um, what's important to them. Um, and, and maybe a time for us as adults to reflect on um, that go, 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 work, work, work is maybe not the best mindset and um, that we can, can step back and reflect on what other skills we can um, offer our kids. Um, and I guess my advice to everyone is um, that dreams come true when you work for it. So just keep working away. Say that, say that. That's what's up. Bridget? <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't work with students on a day-to-day -day basis, um, but I'm just so proud of these three women uh, joining us today on this podcast and the opportunity to work with them and our whole team. I, you know, people in the community that I've known for a long time say to me, like, how do you like working for the school district? And kind of like a, I'm not sure how you're going to respond. And I always say, I love it. And I mean that. I mean, I'm just, I, we have a great team and it has been a really challenging year. There are so many people that are working so hard for our students. And that is really something Absolutely. to be proud of. It is very rewarding work. All right. Last question. All right. Any one of you who have listened to my podcast, no, you all know this question's coming. If you haven't listened, then you, then you don't know. Bridget, I see you. You know this question is coming. <laughs> and so I'm going to start at the top with Jordan, right? It's a, the fun question, right? It's all, I, I'm starting to think this is a question everybody's waits for everybody to get to. All right, I'm going to start with you, Jordan. <sighs> it's Jordan's birthday. And someone says, you know, Jordan, uh, you know what? I want to cook your favorite meal. I want to take you out when it was the thing to do with Guato, your restaurant. It will be again. But if, if it, your favorite meal, if someone said, hey, I want to, for your birthday, a special occasion, what is it, right? What do you want to eat on your big day? Your favorite dish, your go-to meal. Every time I'm happy. You know what's funny is my birthday is tomorrow, actually. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> so this is perfect. Thanks. <laughs> um, this is going to sound really weird, but I just love my dad's pot roast that he makes okay. in the crock pot. I know that sounds really weird. It does not sound weird. Everyone has a different answer. Hopefully no, he no. makes that for me tomorrow. Let's hope. <laughs> That's awesome. No weird answer. Okay, uh, Jordan, we are, um, you know, um, you're in the car, right? Or you're giving a friend a ride. Or if I'm stranded somewhere, I'm like, Jordan, you know, just give me a ride. You know? If I hop in your car and you turn on the, your, 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 your music, 
What you bumping? What you listening to? What's Jordan? What's in Jordan's podcast? Depends on my mood. I like a lot of country, though. I don't think okay. I have a favorite artist, but I listen to a lot of country music. Okay. A lot of country music is the genre. And then the last one is, um, hey, say you're at home sheltering in place. Um, what are you watching? What's on, what's on, what are you watching on Netflix? Is there a favorite movie, TV show? What, what's, what's, what, are, what are you looking at? You know, I'm probably the only person that still hasn't watched uh, Tiger King. Um, I should probably get on that. I, have. I feel like I already know what happens, though, based on <laughs> everyone talking about it. Um, I don't know. I just started watching Ozark. So that- okay. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Jordan. See, we, we learned we learned a little bit about you. I would have never known that, Jordan. If I want to make Jordan happy, I got to figure out how to make her some pot roast and turn on some country music. And we're good. <laughs> All right. Katie, you're up. Katie, we, it's, it's Katie's birthday. It's Katie's special occasion. What are we, what, do, what would you like me to prepare for you? Or what do you want me to go to and get you? Uh, I'm going to make it really easy on you. I'd love to say something amazing, but cheeseburgers for days. Like I would eat cheeseburgers every day till I die. Are you with everything on it? Ketchup, mustard, pickles, lettuce? Everything. Any spicy, you name it. Yummy. I want it all. Yummy. What about genre? Is there, is there an artist or a particular genre of music? That we, what's, what you bumping? I've been told I'm an old soul. I'm definitely Motown. Whoa. Soul. I love me some Al Green. Whoa. I love me some Marvin. Whoa. Definitely. But if I'm cleaning the house, I'm going to go more like, uh, you know, hip hop or some, uh, yeah. Okay. So. And then lastly... Anything you got a favorite movie? Like is that when that movie comes on? Like if like for me, sometimes if it's Godfather, like the sequel, mm-hmm. I could just watch those over and over, even though I've seen it a hundred times. Is there a mm-hmm. particular TV show, movie? What are, what are you looking at? Yep, these days it's just Disney Plus, but I don't <laughs> like that. Um, but anytime <laughs> Dirty Dancing or Pretty Woman are on, I will be watching those. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, we're gonna just slide. Over, we're gonna slide over to Bridget. Bridget. What's up? What do we? I'm, I'm gonna reverse the order on you. Um, or I don't. Go ahead. Uh, let's let's start with um, let's start with your movie TV show. So I'm also watching Ozark right now. Everybody is oh, talking wow. about it, so I had to had to jump on the bandwagon. I'm almost finished with the last season. It's so good. Is it? Is it? I was just thank you. That was my question. Like, is it? Is it really that good? It's I'm gonna good. have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. real good. Yeah. Ozark, okay. Yeah. What about, um, what are you listening to? So, I don't know where I've been, because apparently this dude's been around for a long time, but my brother introduced me to Anderson Pack. I saw him uh-huh. on a Tiny Dust concert for NPR. Interesting. He's, he's like a hip-hop kind of funk. Um, Hold on, look. I'm, ri- I'm writing that down. Okay. I, I need, I'm yeah, going to check think, that out. I Anderson would, Pack. Yeah, I think you would dig it. Um, okay. But you know, one good thing that's come out of this quarantine is all these bands have been doing these free concerts. So uh, <laughs> the Black Keys just launched a, a free concert, which was really good too. So um, awesome, yeah, awesome. And then la- lastly, what's what? If, what you know, how, how yeah. can I impress you? What what meal is going to do it for you? So if it's like my birthday and somebody's going to take me out to dinner, I want to go to social. I want to have some cheese curds. Uh. And some pork tacos. That's what I want to have. <laughs> Yummy. Thank you. That sounds delicious. All right, Chris, round us out. Take us home. What are, what are, what are, what's, um, let's start with music. 
What's what's what is a Chris McGee? What what are you listening to? What what kind of calms you nerd? My music is kind of strong women. So Pink and Demi Lovato is All what right. usually gets me around the park. A couple of loops. <laughs> um, and uh, binge watching. I because Showtime was free this weekend. I binge watched oh. uh, season one of Billions. So I was oh. rushing up on the financial stuff. Nice. But I think Ozark might be my my next show to binge watch. Look, I love, um, I love. Look at the educator. She's going through all three of them without me even <laughs> setting it up. She already has them. Go ahead, That's Chris. Right. You got them. <laughs> and Jordan, my birthday is actually Thursday, so we're kind all of right. party buddies. Happy birthday! And um, so for me, it's just all about cupcakes. I've never <laughs> met a cupcake that I didn't like. So <laughs> that is fantastic. Thank you all so very much. This is, um, I'm going to do one more thing. This is a first for uh, Earl Dotson Jr., the 205 Vibe podcast. This is a first. And anybody who wants to join in, please feel free to. But I've never had four guests on the show at one time. And I've never had two of which are about to have a birthday. So here, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jordan and Chris. Happy birthday to you. Connor, I, Mr. Producer, I hope that sounds great in, on the podcast. Well, ladies... Thank you so very much for taking the time today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for the really wonderful work that you do. I can't wait to see you all again when we're back doing the things that we do that we love to do. And uh, again, I really appreciate it. So please stay safe, stay healthy uh, and uh, take care. And I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the 205 Vibe podcast. Subscribe to the 205 Vibe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening now. Check out the blog, videos, and news on rps205.com slash 205 Vibe.